All right, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we're making great progress, and we're starting to close in towards the end. So keep going, keep going. Everybody should go through the New Testament one time in their life. So we are now in what is known as Paul's prison epistles. Well, first of all, what in the world is an epistle? An epistle is just a letter, just another way of saying a letter. Prison, why prison? Well, the Apostle Paul ends up in prison in Rome. And the story there is that he's uh, sharing the gospel in Jerusalem, which he always wanted to do. He always wanted to go to Jerusalem, share the gospel. You know, that's where he was well known before he got converted and had his wild conversion experience on the road to Damascus. And he wanted to go back because he figured everybody knows me there. You know, that's my, that, that's my stomping grounds. Everybody's going to hear me. Everybody's going to listen. It's going to be a great revival. Well, uh, it wasn't a great revival. He got there and it almost started a riot and uh, he appeals to Caesar because he's a Roman citizen. He appeals to Caesar. He's got to go to Rome to be on trial. But this fits into when he first got saved. You can read about it in Acts chapter 9 in his conversion. The Lord told him that he would preach before the Gentiles and their kings. And so now he's going to go and preach before the Gentiles and their kings. Now, how would a good Jewish theologian Sanhedrin, uh, community leader, uh, Bible teacher, end up preaching to Gentile kings. Well, the Lord made a way, and now he's going to be preaching to all of them, the governors in the region. He's going to go all the way to the top to Caesar while he's in jail. Uh, these guys, Paul's case is not any real big deal to them, but they do see the Christians as being disruptive to the Roman lifestyle, into Roman beliefs. So it is a bit of a problem. It's not a problem because who is he? It is a problem because this is rubbing up against who Rome wants to be. So he's writing from prison. These tend to be uh, very uh, doctrine-oriented. Doctrine just meaning teaching, but you know, basic teaching about who the body of Christ is, who Jesus is. And so he's got a lot of time, and he can be careful writing these letters, and so he's writing these letters to encourage the church, and I hope that we're encouraged by it as well. So here it is. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus. So even though he's in jail, these other guys have come into town, and they're taking care of him. That would often happen in uh, Bible times. In that particular time, if you were in jail, your friends would care for you. Your friends would come and bring you stuff, including food. And if you had a lot of friends who were bringing you stuff and bringing food, then you can make a lot of friends in prison because you had a lot of stuff to share. <laughs> so uh, Paul's got a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to share. He's is seemingly he's under house arrest. So um, people can come and go and can come and see him. So to all of God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, at that city of Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons, the overseers being uh, what we would maybe call today elders. We don't really use that word, overseers, but to the overseers and the deacons. Grace and peace to you from uh, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he's going to say this. I thank God every time I remember you. I like that, and I like that. I know so many people now that become a Christian, have become a believer, part of the family of God. And, you know, remembrance comes into your mind, these people, and you're like, yeah, you know, I love those people. 
And so that's what the Apostle Paul is saying. In all my prayers for you all, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who's begun a, yeah, begun, began a good work in you will carry it to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So ever since the beginning, they were partnering with him. Paul was planting churches, starting new fellowships all over the place. He was a, he was a missionary. And uh, he said, you know, you guys have always been there with me. And so not only will the good work go on, the planting of churches, but the good work that God has started in our lives is going to go on. And he says he's going to finish that. That's the good news for you and the good news for me that this work that God has started in our lives, he's going to finish it. He's going to bring it to, he's going to bring it to conclusion. He's going to fill it up. And so he's always working in our lives. And, you know, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know that, that he's always working in our lives. He's always doing something, always bringing us to a new place. And he said, it's right for me to feel this way about you all, since I have you in my heart. And whether I'm in chains, as he is, or defending and confirming the gospel, like maybe starting new churches or teaching in fellowships, home fellowships, all of you share in God's grace with me. So we're in this together. Every single one of us participates, even though they're just there in Philippi, they're still participating with Paul and Paul's still participating with them. We're in this together. Everybody's doing their part. Everybody has something to do. And so God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. I bet he's in jail. And so he's thinking about all these great times that he had, all of these things that happened, all of the riots, all of the disruptions, all of the contrary things, all of the love, all of the people, all of the conversions. You know, he's in jail thinking about this stuff. And he said, I'm always thinking about you and I, I love you guys. And he said, here's my prayer. Okay, so what would he pray if he's in jail thinking about it, contemplating it, got lots of time to think about it? He said, my prayer is that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Love, that a love would abound more and more. There'd be more love. There'd be more love. Well, I tell you what, uh, church is made up out of people. And when it's made up out of people, a lot of times it's just nothing but problems. And so we focus on the problems. It's really all about love. Love should be abounding more and more and more. And that also we would have knowledge and insight, depth of insight, seeing Jesus on every page of the Bible. Uh, who was it that said you should be able to cut the Bible anywhere and it will bleed Jesus? He's everywhere. So that you might be able to discern what's best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Discernment. What's the best thing? They say that good is often the enemy of best. So what's the best thing for our lives? And that we might be pure and blameless, that he'll work in our hearts, that, you know, we get this junk out of our life. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Wow, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what happened to me actually served to advance the gospel. Oh, you would think, what's he doing in jail? Like, that's no good. You know, how does that serve God's purposes? Well, he's preaching to governors. He's preaching to kings. He's preaching to all kinds of people that doors would not be open. And they're open to the Apostle Paul. It's absolutely amazing. The gospel is advancing. Even the bad things turn into good things. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard 
and to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. Everybody here knows it. <laughs> the whole palace guard, everybody in the guard. So that would be uh, the equivalent today of, you know, at least in our country, where we would say, you know what? Everybody at the White House knows that I'm, I'm here because of Jesus Christ. I got arrested because of my testimony for Jesus. Everybody knows it. Secretary of State knows it. Vice President knows it. All the office workers knows it. The, the guards, the, the people that do the parking, they all know that I'm here because of Jesus. My testimony has filled the whole White House, all the way up the halls, all the floors, all the halls. Everybody knows. Wow. Praise the Lord what the Lord has done. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. They're like, yeah, you know, like Paul's in jail. He's sharing the gospel. We can share the gospel. And so we should like, let's just share it. Let's what a great story. The apostle Paul. Yay. Go Paul. And it's true that some people preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I'm here because of the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition. There's a lot of money to be made in the gospel in certain quarters. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition and popularity, notoriety. Uh, the former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in my chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. I'm glad that Paul rejoices in that. I have a little bit of trouble rejoicing with these false guys that preach the gospel and that preach another gospel. And these guys that are just doing it in order to pad their own wallets and to pad their own retirement accounts and, you know, their own planes. And um, But uh, the Apostle Paul rejoiced in it, and I hope that I can rejoice in it, too that it's just shared wherever it's shared. So let's share the gospel. And what's the worst that can happen to us? Get thrown in jail? It can't be bad either. So uh, <laughs> let's continue through the book of Philippians, Paul's prison epistle. Hey, you are loved, you are loved, you are loved. Peace and grace and mercy be unto you. You are loved.